Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, this past week, we had the awesome opportunity to take 12 students and five leaders with us to New York City. You guys get really hyped when I say New York City. New York City! (laughs) I like that. I like that. That's good. That's good. That's good. That was good, bro. That was good. Um, and so uh, so we took them out there, and really, we just um, went and loved on the people in New York City. It was an incredible opportunity. In a few moments, you guys are going to hear the testimonies of what God did through youth. Man, how many of you would say, man, I want to see what God can do through my life? Yeah, like I love it because we went on this missions trip and we went and we fed the homeless. We went and we talked with broken people. We brought hope to hopeless people. We brought peace to peaceless people. We brought restoration to people that felt like they were broken. And I love it because we also got to go and we got to throw a, a block party, city fest, and, and we, uh, we did like a three-on-three tournament for all these kids that were like the next LeBron James of the world. It was incredible. And they yelled at us. And they were like, dude, you guys suck. Go back to Miami. That's a true story. (laughs) True story. But it was amazing. And it's funny because out of all the things that we gave them, whether it was food or whether it was prayer or whether it was just an ear, everybody appreciated this one thing the most. Out of everything that we gave them, it's this word called compassion. Compassion. Really quickly, before these students and leaders come up to talk to you, I want to talk to you about this word called compassion. Because watch this. It says this in Mark 6, 34. It says, when Jesus went ashore, he saw a large crowd and he felt compassion. Somebody say compassion. He felt compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. I love this word compassion because out of all the things that we gave these people in New York, whether it was prayer or it was food, the best thing that we could have given them this whole week is this word called compassion. What is this word called compassion? It it means having a concern for the suffering of other people. When was the last time that you stopped looking for compassion from other people towards yourself, but you started giving compassion to other people? Maybe it's the people in your school. Maybe it's the people that you just hang out with. Maybe it's even the people in your family. A lot of times we like to to search for compassion. Like, come on. Like, you see what I'm going through. You see the things that I'm broken with. But God says, hey, listen, I want you to have compassion for other people. Why? Because oftentimes it was Jesus' compassion that led to his action. I love it because compassion will always lead to action. The only reason Jesus went to these people and taught them many things is because he felt compassion and he was moved by the concern in his spirit for the sufferings of these other people. Man, I love being in New York City here. Throw up those pictures real fast. Come on, throw up those pictures. There's a bunch of pictures. Come on, we were praying before City Fest, praying. Okay, these guys, stop right there. These guys right there. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. These guys right here, man, these guys came, and they played in a basketball tournament, and that kid in the red shirt with the hoodie on, he was trash. He was terrible. But the dude loved it, and he went to the championship. Come on, somebody. Uh, Next picture, next picture, next picture. Go. Yeah, look, that's us coordinating everything. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Next one. Oh, look at 
that Vanessa face painting. Come on, kids. And they just wanted their face painted. Good. Oh, look, we got a clown. Come on, Mia. Shout out to Mia being a clown. I love it. Next picture. Good, good, good. Come on. Some of our team leading worship. I love it, man. Leading worship for all students in New York City. Keep going. Come on. Praying for homeless people right outside of their shelters. Come on. That guy right there has an amazing story. I'm sure somebody's going to talk about him tonight. His name was Dana, and he went through a crazy, crazy life, and we got to come and bring hope to him. Oh, man, I love it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, man. Come on. Praying for more homeless people. Keep going. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, we gave food out because these people were hungry. They didn't have food, so we gave them food. I love it. I love it. Keep going. Oh, man. And then we're back to prayer. But, man, compassion. Somebody say compassion. Come on. It's my prayer tonight that God would download some compassion into your hearts. That as you begin to hear these testimonies and what God is doing through our youth students, that you would receive some compassion for somebody in your sphere of influence. The thing that I love about uh, so much about this trip is there were so many pastors and leaders that looked at us and they said, man, there is something that is different about what is happening in Miami. It is so contagious. It is electric. It had nothing to do with the team that was there, but the atmosphere that is stirred up in this room, an atmosphere of compassion. So come on, as the first person comes to the stage, would you pray with me today? Because I believe that God is going to wreck somebody. I believe that God wants to show up and show off in this place. So right now, God, we prepare our hearts to receive. We prepare, God, the soil, God, for good seed to be planted and bear good fruit, God. I pray that you would download some new compassion in our hearts, Jesus, that we would walk out of this room changed and transformed. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, let's give it up for some students that are going to be sharing tonight. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Jay. I am one of the interns. I had the opportunity to go and sorry, to go and on to the mentorship to NYC with all the interns. Um, we were able to feed, as Pastor Davidson said, that we can. We were able to feed the homeless. We were also able to go out and host a basketball tournament in Brooklyn. And um, I have a story for you guys. Um, this one stuck out to me. Um, so we were out outside of Times Square. We were feeding the homeless, going out around, and we were providing stuff for the homeless. And there was this one lady. Her name is Beverly, and she she seems so down and self defeated. And I've noticed that right when I walked up to her. And um, when we were offering her stuff, she was like, no, I'm good. I don't need it. And so I just felt like I needed to pray for her. So I offered her prayer, but she was like, I'm good. But I knew in my heart that I needed to pray for her. So as we walked away, we were like, God bless you. God is with you. And I started praying for her on myself as we walked on to the next homeless person by. And so there was a lady that was a few feet away um, sitting there. We also prayed for her. And as Beverly saw that we were praying for her, she saw what God was able to do through us and saw what the power of God, like what he had. And when we finished praying for the lady, Beverly was like, I need prayer too. I want some prayer. And that really hurt my heart because I'm like, wow, like God, like you can honestly show other people your glory through us. And um, as we prayed for Beverly, like she was able, like she was like able to feel relieved after we prayed for her. And I've noticed that there was a change in her, that there was a change in her heart, that God moved in her. And I just wanted to keep that in you to humble yourselves. Because I humbled myself and I was like, I'm going to pray for her. Like, I don't care. Whatever it takes. However God wants to use me. And God will use those humble hearts that you guys have. And 
with everything that you have, that you go open-heartedly. Every intern, I can tell you that every came, everyone came open-hearted, like ready for God to move them, use, in, use them in New York City. And this story showed that God would move in his timing and not ours. We may have came and we were like, no, you need something. But God was like, hold on, let, let me show her what God, what I can do. And this story kept me, like, I kept thinking about it every day on the plane, on our way back. And it showed that God put us, every single one of us, on assignment to show God's glory, to show what he can do, his peace, what he can, how he can move through us. And this mission trip has humbled me, and I'm grateful that I, I was able to go out and spread God's word, God's love, God's peace, God, everything he has for us. And I just want to thank every, Pastor Derrickson and Whitney for letting me go on to this. And one thing, one last thing is that God put us on assignment. And we can't let that, we can't take that, like, like carelessly. We just have to take that seriously because God saved us to save others and to spread his gospel. So we need to take that seriously. And I just want to encourage you guys to humble yourselves. Always let God use you no matter what circumstance you have, what circumstance you are in. And always, you never know what God is going to use, how he's going to use you, or how the other person's story is. So, yeah, that's what I have for you guys. My name is Bree. Um, <laughs> so I had um, the amazing opportunity to go to New York for a mission trip. It was my very first one. So I just want to thank Pastor Darrison and Pastor Whitney for that opportunity and for believing in me enough to take me on it. Um, so I walked into that mission trip really not knowing where I was going to go with it. Um, I walked in with no expectations at all. Because um, something that Pastor Darrison says is if you put an expectation on something, you're putting a lid on what God can do. And um, it's honestly true because at first I was like walking with expectation, like it's gonna be so great, like don't worry about it. Like, but then I'm like, you know what, God, let me get rid of my expectations. And I'm telling you guys, man, like God is so good, He's so faithful, and like He really does pull you through. When, um, like, what really changed me was City Fest when we, I was in the kids' station, and I was making balloon animals for the kids. And kids are so funny. But there was this one little girl that she was talking to me, and she was like, do you have a dad? And I looked at her, and I'm like, mm, yeah, kind of. like, Because I didn't really grow up with my dad in the house. And she, um, she's like, I don't really have a dad. My dad was hurting my mom a lot, made her cry. Are your parents divorced? And I'm like, yeah, they are. And she's like, yeah, my mommy and daddy are divorced. And she, like, it really showed me that kids go through things too it's not just teenagers it's not just adults but kids go through their own fair share of struggles and it was really it was very eye-opening because as much as we don't want to admit it kids don't only have problems with getting woken up from a nap or getting like a scrape on their knee but they struggle too and I believe that God really used me to influence the kids and he really instilled a passion for kids and people and he just like really made me fall in love with him all over again and made me very grateful for the family I have whether it's brave youth or my pastors or my leaders just people in general so yeah um thank you guys for hearing my testimony
What's good, Brittany? My name is Manny. How you guys doing, man? It's a pleasure to be here. Yo, how you guys doing? So my name is Manny. I was one of the few interns to be able to go on this amazing trip to Nysim in New York City and just spread the gospel to the ones in need. And man, God spoke, man. God did so many things in this place, man. You have no idea. Um, there was, out of all of the people that we got to pray for, there was one person that I prayed for. His name was Stan. This wasn't a homeless person. This was just a normal dude in the park. I prayed for him, and I, before I prayed for him, I just spoke to him and see what his testimony was and who he really was about. And I just told him, I go, hey, listen, listen, bro, I don't know what you believe in, but God loves you and has a purpose on your life, bro. And he goes, no one's ever told me that before. And I go, well, he, well God loves you and God has a purpose on your life. And I told him, yo, can I pray for you? And then he goes, I don't really know what it is, but you know what, sure. I began to pray and prophesy over his life. When I was done, he literally tells me, I don't know what prayer is, but whatever you just did was good, and I needed that. After I spoke to him and told him a bunch more, I go, listen, man, you need to understand that God loves you. It was just so strong. I kept on telling him, God loves you, and God has a purpose in your life. I walked away almost with tears in my eyes because it was so crazy to me how someone who barely even knew who or what God was about, he saw the truth and the goodness in what prayer is and who God is. Man, after that, I walked away, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Man, God spoke to us in so many ways. It's crazy how on this trip, all of the angels, I can speak for all of us, walked in. You know what? We're walking in to serve. But God served us in double portion, and we can't. We received more than we ever did, man. Yo, God did something great, man. And that's just my testimony from what I did, man. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. What's up, guys? Hey, let's give it up for those interns. They're killing it. Who's excited what God is doing in their lives? Hey, real quick, this mission trip, um, it was a big milestone in my life. Not only was I able to serve the people of New York, and God used me to be able to pray and bring hope to the hopeless, but this mission trip, God engraved a new identity in my life. As, as you know, we were there for Father's Day, and Father's Day is a touchy subject for me. I never had a dad that was there to be able to tell me that he was proud of me. And we went to a church on Sunday and that the message that he spoke and the thing that hit me the hardest was that God approved of me. And I had never heard that before. See, God approved Jesus before Jesus even started his ministry. And before I ever did anything, God approved of me. You know, and I needed to hear that, not for selfish reasons, but to be able to bring back that new identity and serve my city. And do the same thing that we did in New York, but do it here. So I'm super excited for what's to come, and thank you guys. All right, so a story I'm about to share is the story of Alex. So Alex is this guy that we met. He was in the corner all by himself. He didn't want to talk to nobody. So I went up to him and I asked him for his story. His story is that he came from Georgia, and when he came from, no, he, yeah, he, when he was in Georgia, he would get in trouble a lot. He got his girlfriend pregnant, and he had a baby, a daughter. And then he had so much problems because he went to jail so much. He went all the way to New York, but he kept his daughter, which was a lot of, which was really good. So I told him, can I pray for you? And um, he was like, sure, I would love a prayer. So I told him a prayer, and after that, he told me, uh, that prayer is like, that made my day. Many people don't say that. I don't get that too much, but he said that prayer made my day. Through that whole missions trip, God showed me how much a prayer, like how much, you know, how much a prayer could like do, 
do for someone's life, you know? And yeah, it's just my story. That's just my testimony. And God saved me from almost falling on a plane, so. Amen. Hi guys, how are you? Uh, like you heard, my name is Mia. I actually, I've always wanted to go to New York City, like, oh my gosh. Uh, um, but it's so crazy to, like, God took me there with such a bigger purpose than just traveling. Um, you know, he had just, you know, this planned out. And um, I think that the most important thing that I learned was how important it is to say yes. There's so many things that are going to make you want to say no. But, um, like, for me, for example, I actually used to stutter since I was little. And when I came to live here uh, about four years ago, uh, it was even harder because I had to learn a second language. Uh, but that's something that God already had. Like, he has healed me from that. And it's crazy because before I left, I was so scared. And I was like, like, I had like so much second doubt, like so much second thoughts. I hesitated so much. Um, but I think that, that just seeing how God used me, just seeing how I pray for people without second guessing what God was going to do. Um, I saw like, I had such a breakthrough and I, I, I saw how when you go all in with God, God will use you for good things. Um, I actually, like, I served with the kids, and nobody wanted to be the clown. Nobody wanted to take that place. But I was like, you know what? I'll do it. And I saw that through me. God uh, just spoke to the kids that were there. So it's so amazing to see what God can do through you. So stop looking back at your past experiences. I saw how God, how his love cast out of my fear. So, yeah, thank you, guys. Hi, guys. So, my name is Delilah. I was one of the few leaders who was able to go on this trip, and it was actually all of our first missions trip. Um, and one of the things that I took away from this trip was to trust God, no matter the circumstance or the situation. So, I met this woman. Her name was Penny, and she was homeless. Um, she lived in this homeless uh, women's shelter somewhere in Brooklyn, New York. And she was a mom. She was a grandmother, a daughter. And she had been in the streets for a very long time in her life. And as I was talking to her, she looks at me and she says, despite the circumstance that I'm in, I still trust God, and I'm still going to put God first. And even if I'm living this way, this is not the life that God has planned for me. So when she said that, it really opened my eyes because a lot of us find it really hard to trust God when we have fights with our parents, with our family, our friends, and all those things. And we find it very hard to trust God through that. But a woman who was homeless, who didn't have family, who didn't have friends, she was living out in the streets, no money, for her to say that I trust God was really eye-opening. And it just makes you think, like, I can trust God no matter what. So no matter what you go through or what season you're in, whether it's a hard season or an easy season, God puts you through hard things so that you can grow because that's where you grow the most and God is going to do things through you and you just have to remember that no matter what just put God first and yeah, yeah. 
name's Stephanie, and I was also one of the youth leaders that went along the trip, and there were so many highlights, and I could tell you about how amazing this trip was, but I'd be here all night. But I learned a big lesson, and that lesson was of obedience, and how obedience takes you far, and how important it is to say yes to God. You see, we were asked to go. But when you're asked to go, you have a choice, and you have the choice to say yes or no. God doesn't force you to do things, right? And I did. I made the choice to say yes instantly. I said yes. I don't know what I'm gonna. I'm going into. I don't know what I have to do. We didn't even know the itinerary, but I still said yes. And you know, I could have said no to praying for someone. I could have said no to. I'm not gonna serve a homeless person. I'm not gonna touch a dirty person. I'm not going to go and pray for a stranger. I'm not going to pick up these 50, 100 pound plywoods that they had us walk from one corner to the other block. It was crazy. But I could have said no, but I decided to say yes and honor God because I knew that God used me as his vessel. And I said, I'm going to honor you and I'm going to have you use me as you want. I was like, I don't care what fear may come, but God have your way. And one thing I'm telling you is whatever you've gone through your life or whatever you're going through, when you say yes, you don't know how far your yes can take you. And, you know, if I wouldn't have said yes or any of the, the leaders or the students that came along the trip, we wouldn't have been able to preach the gospel, not, well, speak the gospel or bless others. And we, we actually met over a hundred, over hundreds of people. So your yes is someone else's gateway to heaven. So that's it. What's up? My name is Alex. So, honestly, New York was crazy, like, for real, for real. Like, God was going, moving, like, boom, 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 like, everywhere. Like, it was just crazy. But what I'm going to talk to you about was about this one man. And I'll never forget this guy. His name was Edwin. Um, This man was a homeless, bro. That guy went through hell and back. Like, it was just crazy. The way I went up to him thinking that I was going to preach to him, but he ended up preaching to me. It was, for real, like, it was crazy. That man, like... He's homeless, he's been shot, I don't know how many times, like, stabbed, I don't know how many times. He's missing a part of his elbow, actually, and he was going to go through a surgery the next day. But what amazed me about that guy was how many times that he's gone through so many things, he's lost so many things, and he's been rejected by so many churches. But that man still has faith in God. And not only that, but he wants to open his own church, and it's called New Beginnings. And I really believe, I strongly believe that man is going to open a church, not only change New York City, but it's going to impact the rest of the world. So my thing about that was just many of us, we have um, times where we struggle and we just say, God, like, why are you so bad like that? Like, why are you going to do that to us? But man, that man was going through the hell and back and he still believes in God. So why can't we? So just let that rest and think of that. As you heard, my name is Vanessa. I just wanted to start off with this, this trip was such an eye-opening experience. I could speak for all of us. And just one thing nobody really thinks about is how much fear we have before anything we do. Like being able to go and feed homeless people, praying over homeless people, 
isn't something that everybody does. I had a whole bunch of fear in me, but every single morning I would wake up and I would just read the Bible. One of my friends told me to read 1 Timothy and this verse stuck out to me is 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1 verse 12. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength and considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. So basically like he trusted me to be able to go out there and do what he wanted me to do with confidence. So um, I just wanted to tell you guys, like, you guys don't have to have fear in you because he's there for you. He's there looking at what you do, and he's just there walking with you throughout the whole thing. And um, while I was there, he just continually, continuously opened doors for me. And... I don't know, but in one of, one of those doors, he just took fear out of my way, and I was able to just do everything I needed to do through him. So, yeah, that's my testimony. Um, I'm Ashley, and this mission trip was actually my first mission trip and my first time to New York in a while. And I was looking really excited. I didn't know what I was walking into. <laughs> but we did do a lot. We did a lot of homeless outreach. And we did the City Fest, which I love basketball. I don't play anymore. But it was like a chance to get to know people, to see the talent that there is in another state, in another city. And there was this one kid I was looking at since I got there. His name was um, James. And this little kid, I'm telling you, he reminded me so much of myself because he was so quiet, but he was nasty. Like, he was ankle-breaking everybody. And we were playing a one-on-one, and I was like, hey, where are you going, huh? Where are you going? And he was like, places. I was like, wow, I've never heard that before in my life, you know? And it was just crazy to me that even when it was a joke, he was declaring where he was going, you know? And it was like, this kid, he lives in a city that's broken, just like Miami, you know? And I always thought that hey, I can't ever like say anything because of what I've done in my past, of who I am, of where I come from. I haven't been at church my whole life and stuff. And I remember I went up to him and I was like, hey, I'm proud of you, I love you. There's a God that loves you, that sees you and believes in you. And he was just like, wow. And like his whole face changed and I was like, I really hesitated to say it just because I was so scared of what he was gonna react to. And I was like, oh my gosh, should I say it, should I not? I said it and it's like, if I would have not said that, what would have happened. I don't know what he was going through. I don't know if he thought he wasn't good enough, that he wasn't worthy enough, if he was thinking other things. And the fact that I said that and that impacted his life, like that was what I took of this trip. And it just, it's kind of a thing of just being a game changer, be different. Don't be like everybody else, you know? So, yeah. Hi, my name is um, Camila. And in the beginning of this trip, I was like really, really scared because I didn't know what I was going to get into. And it was just very scary for me because I've never gone to New York, so I didn't know the people. Um, the first night we went to, on a homeless outreach and it was a night, so I was really scared. But I just remember this one lady, her name was Christina, and she was pregnant and homeless. And she was just so scared. And just to be where she was at, she was scared. But I remember just just being there and just seeing how she was reacting and we gave her food and her face was just like she was so happy just that we were there and she was like you know what I have faith of God even if I don't have a place to live and that just brought me so much like joy and I was so scared <laughs> I was so scared um 
but God just really gave me a new passion to see people and just to love on people and just God did something in me that I could never like I'll never forget and the love and passion that I have for people now is just crazy so yeah that's my story First off, I want to say thank you to Pastor Darius and Pastor Winnie for giving me this opportunity to go to New York to serve other people. Um, in the beginning, I was super nervous because I'm not that kind of person who just to go up to someone and pray for them or talk to them. But there's some things that I got out of this trip was that I finally got out of my comfort zone to be grateful for the things I have in my life and how to say yes and trust in God and that every little thing could make a huge impact in someone's life. From opening hot dog buns to praying over a single mom going through so much pressure, it helped me open my eyes to see how the world really is and the impact that we had in people in New York. And the best part about it is that this is just the beginning of something greater. What's up, guys? My name is Eric. And uh, I want to share today Miguel's story. So Miguel's an officer in the Bronx, and he was, he's not homeless. Well, I'm going to share a story, but uh, Miguel, he's a highly ranked officer, and he, he was talking to a few of us, and he told us that he was in the same place as the people we were serving that day. He was homeless, he was doing drugs, everything, you know. He was in jail at one point, and at the lowest point of his life, he said, you know what, I'm just going to say yes to Jesus. And then, boom, just like that. You know, fast forward a couple years, he's an amazing officer and super respected in the community. And he himself is going to do an outreach in, Bronx, in the Bronx um, in August. And that just goes to show you that if you plant yourself in the word of God, you'll see the fruit grow. And shout out to Miguel. What's up, guys? So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jake. I'm a young adult intern. Um, I'll be here for the next two months. So if you don't know me, let's meet at the service and let's talk. Um, but you'll have the opportunity to meet me in these next two months. And so I was able to be a, a leader on this trip, and it was an amazing trip. I know I have stories for days, but Darison would kill me if I go over a minute. So I'm going to share this one story that was super powerful to me. We were, it was on the first night, actually. We were doing homeless outreach, and there was this guy that Darrison was talking to. So I came up to him, and I was like, yo, nice pants. Something simple as that to just, like, start a conversation. And eventually, he just started sharing his story. And he's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not a drug addict. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just, I just made bad choices, and that's why I am where I am. But he told us back in college, he accidentally shot his friend and he had to go to jail for it and serve time. And that just kind of spiraled um, a lifestyle like that just went downhill for the rest of his life and he just had no hope. And so we were able to pray for him and he just like literally broke down, he was crying. Um, you could tell he didn't want to cry, he had some sort of uh, pride that was kind of stopping him but he was crying. It was just incredible to see like these homeless people, yeah, they need food, they need um, water, they need all these physical items, but what they need most is just to be valued, just to be prayed for, just to be, like, nobody's probably even asked this guy for his name for, like, forever, 
So it was just super cool that we were able to have that opportunity um, in his life. And so that was my testimony for the week. So I'm Yesenia, and I was able to go on this mission trip as one of the leaders. And there was one little boy. You're going to see him in the pictures. He's wearing all red with a green jacket. His name was Tyler, and he was the funniest little boy. When we were on the circle, um, he, I was actually serving food, and he would pass by, just look at the food, and he would pass by and just look at the food, and he wouldn't say anything. After the third time, I was like, do you want a hot dog? He's like, okay, yeah, sure, can I have one? And he came up. Um, then he got comfortable, and he came to give, give, and get more, and get more food and stuff like that. And then I found out that the boy was really bad. Like, he was supposed to be playing offense, I think, and he was playing defense. Like, the little boy was terrible at basketball. But it just showed me that even though how terrible it was, he just wanted to belong. You know, he just wanted to be a part of something. And that's all a student wants. That he was just a simple um, middle school little boy. And that's all he wanted, to feel and belong to something. And just because there was 18 people that decided to say yes and travel all the way to New York, you know, God was able to use us. God was able to use us. Like, there was a reason why God was taking us all the way to New York City to be able to speak, to be able to pull this um, city fest for these students. So when we say yes and we decide, you know, God, we don't know what it is, but we're going to be here. When we decide to say, God, you know, I don't know the plans. I don't know anything, but whatever you want, I'm going to do it. God is going to do something amazing, you know. You don't know what your what yes could be to someone else, you know, and they just want to belong. So make sure, you know, what I learned out of this trip is stop being scared and just go talk to anybody. You know, you don't know. They just want to belong. They want to feel a sense of high. So when you're at your schools and you see somebody by themselves, just go say hi to them. Ask them your name. Have that conversation. You know, that is the biggest scared thing for me. I could talk in front of people, but having that one-on-one -on -one conversation, just going and not having an opener, that was the scariest thing for me. And I learned that to not be scared, you know, because people just want to belong. They want to be a part of something. And when you go say hi, it just makes them feel wanted. Come on, can we lift up the name of Jesus right now and how good he is? Yeah. Yeah, hey, why don't you guys stand to your feet with me tonight one last time. We're closing up. I want to share one more story with you, um, if that's okay. And then we're going to party uh, till we can't party no more. But there was, um, we were th doing the basketball tournament, and we were wrapping up the basketball tournament. We were putting everything away. And then there was one grandma lady. Everybody say grandma. There was a grandma that came up to me. And uh, for everybody that played in the tournament, everybody got a trophy and a medal. Right, like, like everybody that participated got a trophy and a medal. And so this grandma comes up to me, and she can barely walk. She comes up to me, and she says, hey, where's my medal? And I was like, grandma, I know you did not play on the basketball court, okay? Like, you can barely walk. You're in a walker. I know you did not play. She said, no, where's my medal? She said, I've been sitting out here all day long, and I threw the ball back to the ref a few times. Does that count as participation? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that counts as participation. So I'm going to go get you a medal. She says, okay. She was so excited to get her medal. Well, I go to the table. I'm like, hey, do we have any more medals? They're like, no, man, we ran out of medals. So I had to go back to this lady. I was like, hey, we don't have no more medals. She's like, oh, okay, I guess. Well, thanks for trying. And she started walking off. And something in my spirit all of a sudden came over me. How many times in your life have you ever just wanted to feel valued? Anybody? Anybody just like, you wake up in the morning, you're like, man, I want somebody to notice me. Man, I want to accomplish something today. Man, I want to do something great with my life. It was so heartbreaking to me because this grandma, who was old and gray, was still looking for affirmation, was still looking for a sense of accomplishment. And it broke my heart. All of a sudden, my heart 
became overcome with compassion. So I left this lady. She started walking off. I was like, man, I got to go find a medal or I got to go steal a medal. One of the two I'm going to go do. So I, I went and I found this lady a medal. And she was all, all the way down the street. And I started running. I was like, hey, wait. She turned around. And I gave her this medal. I was like, here you go. You're a champion. And she goes, wow. You didn't give up on me. So that's the first time that's ever happened. Man, I don't know about you. But I want to have somebody in my life that I know won't give up on me, that is so filled with compassion that it doesn't matter how much I fail, it doesn't matter how much I do wrong, it doesn't matter what I do in my life, I know that he's looking out for me. All week long I was telling these interns and these leaders, hey, just say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes to God. Just say yes to his call. Just say yes and be obedient. Just say yes when they tell you to move the table. Just say yes when they ask you to be the clown and you don't want to be the clown. Just say yes when you want to, when they're asking, when they need a referee, but everybody hates the referees. Just say yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, just say yes. Here's the thing that I love about God is all God is looking for is your yes. The only thing that God wants from you is your yes. That's it. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.